If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Truth in My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth in My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello all. Just as a reminder, this is part 7 of a multi-part series. Today, we have Sonia interviewing John. We have been considering the claim of skeptics that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, a standard endorsed by Jesus himself when he told us in John 10.37, If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. Anyone making the extraordinary claim that he is sent by God with the only true way to eternal life must provide extraordinary evidence to back up such a claim. Strangely, some Christian apologists try to deny this standard, saying that skeptics wouldn't believe no matter what evidence we have offered. But that does not negate our duty to offer such evidence. Others have argued that the evidence we offer need only make our claim more probable, but that is a misuse of probability, which does not apply to discrete, non-repeatable historical events. Apologists seem to be confusing the method of obtaining the evidence, which be ordinary, such as eyewitness testimony, with the content of the evidence. The content of the evidence Jesus presented, which is his fulfillment of ancient prophecies, working of amazing miracles, and his resurrection from the dead is certainly extraordinary. Now we continue our discussion. So let's bring all this home with with an illustration of how this works in real life. Let's look at the main issue here. As we've said, a lot of people have claimed have been sent by God with the only true way to eternal life. As we mentioned before, besides Jesus, there was Muhammad, the founder of Islam, uh, Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism. Let's consider these three. Now, each of them made extraordinary claims. Uh, Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, the Messiah, Christ, uh, the Savior of the world, bringing the message of eternal life. Muhammad claimed to be the final and greatest prophet of God, bringing the Quran, the written message of eternal life. Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, claimed to have been sent to restore the true church of Jesus, which had become obscured shortly after the apostles died off, and he was bringing the message of eternal life. So each of these three men made extraordinary claims. Each of them claimed to bring the message of eternal life. And in all of these cases, the method of obtaining the evidence for the claims is not extraordinary. It's the same. They all have documents. Uh, And that's the evidence, isn't it? Uh, Dr. Frank Turek said this, We have more eyewitness documents and earlier documents for the resurrection than anything else from the ancient world. Moreover, these documents include more historical details and figures that have been corroborated by more independent and external sources. 
Uh, Paul Price speaks of arguing for the reliability of scripture. But Islam and Mormonism also have their scriptures and other documentary evidence for their, their founders. And this is not extraordinary. Documents are not extraordinary. But if extraordinary claims do not require extraordinary evidence, as these apologists have said, does that mean we have to believe all three of these men? They all have documents. They all have their scriptures. Do we have to believe all of their claims? How do we choose which to believe, if any of them, if we don't have that standard? Well, we definitely can't believe all three of them because they say things that are diametrically opposed to each other. But assuming that they all have documents, what were the implications of those documents? Well, they all have documents. That's true. They all have the method of obtaining the evidence is the same. But would it not be the quality of the contents of the evidence that we have to look at? Well, yeah, of, of course, because uh, even if if we believe the documents, do, does the content of the documents show that, yeah, Muhammad really is the final prophet? Exactly. That's what we have to look at. Okay, We have to look at the contents of the evidence, not the method. The method can be the same in each case, and they are documents. But what is the content of the evidence? What do those documents point to? Which one of them, if any, gives sufficient extraordinary evidence to compel belief in these extraordinary claims? The claim that being sent by God was the only true way to eternal life. Like obviously, what's at stake here is, is hugely important to each of us. And it's essential that we make the right choice. How do we choose? Well, let's assume, for the sake of argument that the documentary evidence for all three is equally reliable. That's not the case, but, but let's assume they are. Let's assume that the claims are true. I think the claims advanced by each of these documents supporting each of these three claims, let's suppose that what they say is true. Now, it's, again, it's not the case, but we're assuming that for now. The question is, what is the content of the evidence offered by each, and is it sufficient to compel belief? I suppose that if we assume that all the documents are reliable, we'll know Muhammad claims that he was a prophet, and Joseph Smith claims that he's restoring the true church. Yes, we can assume from the documents that these claims are actually made. But according to the documentary evidence of Islam, where did Muhammad get his message of eternal life? According to the documents, he was uh, approached, he was in a cave, and he was approached by the angel Jibril. That's the Arabic version of Gabriel. Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word. Now, here's some questions about that. Assuming that that, that claim is true, were there any witnesses? When we look at these accounts that, that uh, Jibril appeared to Muhammad, his claim that Jibril appeared to Muhammad, 
Were there any witnesses? No, there were not. He was alone in the cave. Nobody else ever saw Jibreel approaching Muhammad or heard it. Very different from the case of Jesus, where we're not dependent on one eyewitness. Now, did Muhammad have any way to assess who this spirit being was who came to him claiming to be the angel Jibreel? No, he didn't. Uh, in fact, according to the documentary evidence, he didn't believe it was Jibreel. He thought it was a demon, and it took some, some time and some very uh, strange tests for him to become convinced that this is the ancient angel Jibreel. And if we accept the documents as reliable, we accept that Muhammad did actually come to that conclusion. But is there a way to check that? No. Well, were those tests objective? No, they were not. One of the, the main tests uh, apparently was was one of his his wives, his favorite wife, said to him, do you think it's, it's Jibreel? He's not sure. So she disrobes, sits, I think, on one leg and says, do you think it's Jibreel? He says, yes. Then she sits on the other leg and asks, do you think it's Jibreel? She says, yes. Then she stands up and she says, yep, it's Jibreel. That's not a test. Well, this is what I'm saying. The, the, when you look at the documents, the way he reached the conclusion that it really was Jibreel is, is really not persuasive. Now, is there any other corroborative evidence offered in the documentary evidence for Islam that it was really the angel Jibreel who spoke to Muhammad? No. So if we accept all the documentary evidence, we're still left with the fact that all of the claims... This claim that, that this is the messenger of God bringing the true message of eternal life, it all depends on one man's claim that a spirit being appeared to him, a spirit being who asserted himself to be the angel Jibreel, but we have no way to know whether it was Jibreel, whether it was even an angel or some kind of uh, evil spirit being who was deceiving him. So with this evidence then, because here we're looking at the contents of the evidence, is this evidence sufficiently extraordinary to compel belief in Muhammad's claim to have been sent by God with the only true way of eternal life? Now, so, so if we believe all the documents are true, that means uh, Muhammad was approached by some spirit and that, that Muhammad believed that that spirit is angel Jibreel and that he's... And, and that Muhammad is a prophet, but but even if all the documents are true, the, the contents don't actually offer any proof that Muhammad is that prophet. Yeah, exactly. And since there were no eyewitnesses, it, it opens other possibilities too. Perhaps Muhammad had a dream that he it was so vivid that he thought it was real. It's just not enough for us to base our uh, eternal destiny on accepting it. That's that, it would seem that way to me. Uh, well, we turn to, to Joseph Smith, who also made these kind of claims that he is, he is sent by God with the only true way to eternal life, the founder of Mormonism. Uh, Joseph Smith claimed that uh, God and Jesus showed up to him one day back in 1820. God and Jesus are two separate beings that he calls Elohim and uh, Jehovah. And then three years later, an angel... Yes, again, an angel, this one calling himself Moroni, appeared to Smith in 1823 and told him there were some golden plates buried on a hill. And 
1827 then, for four years later, Moroni showed him where these golden plates were. Joseph Smith dug them up and translated them in 1827. And this is what's called the, this is the contents of the evidence. If, if we assume that these Mormon documents are correct, and all of these things happen, would that be sufficient to compel belief in the claim of Joseph Smith that he was sent by God with the only true way of eternal life? Yes or no? Well, first, how, how do we know that it was actually God and Jesus who showed up and Moroni? So that's the same problem as with Muhammad. And uh, what did those golden plates say? What, what language were they were they in? Like he he claims he saw golden plates. Did anyone ever see those golden plates? Well, excellent questions. Uh, but let's let's take them in order. The first supposed first appearance, where God and Jesus show up to Joseph Smith. Again, we ask, were there any witnesses to corroborate this claim? No, we have only Joseph Smith claim that it happened. And interestingly, he didn't even record this claim until 1832, 12 years later. And one would wonder why, this is two years after the, he's published the Book of Mormon, we would wonder why he never talked about this initial appearance until 12 years after. And then he published at least three more accounts of this first uh, appearance, 1835, 1838, 1842, and they contradict each other. They contradict how old he was when it happened, what year it happened, and what the, the message was, what, why he was looking. There are contradictions in that. And it's not like discrepancies in the gospel accounts where it's, it's four different people writing it, and so each chooses what to emphasize. This is the same guy telling the same story, and he's not keeping it straight. This, this is something that, that to me would cause some doubt in the credibility. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. But please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at truthinmydays.com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry.